Welcome to the Right Ladder Podcast, where two lifelong friends podcast their way through personal and professional self-development. Join us as we discuss topics such as setting and achieving goals, forming beneficial habits and routines, or developing passive income streams and freelancing strategies. The focus of this uh, podcast, the very first Right Ladder podcast, is new beginnings. Um, anywhere in life, really. So, for example, this is the first or my first experience of podcasting. I don't you you already do one. I've done before, yeah. But um, yeah, this is your first, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's just one of many different things that I've started doing over the last year really uh, and I just wanted to give it a go after hearing your podcast and how much <laughs> you enjoyed it I just wanted to uh, give it a go well I suppose I'd like to formally introduce myself uh, my name is Sam I'm 28 years old I uh, I finished my story is I finished school uh, w- uh, went to sixth form, got kicked out of sixth form for messing about, went to college, hardly ever turned up, didn't really care about it, and went straight to working at the Hellhole, which is unnamed British supermarket, which I will not mention. Begins with S. Yes, it was it was grim anyway. I worked there and just sort of didn't have any guidance, didn't have any direction. So I started volunteering and it's like a centre for adults with learning disabilities. And since volunteering there, I now work there. I've worked there for seven years and I teach woodworks, arts and crafts to adults with learning disabilities. And it is really cool and I love it. But at the same time, my career sort of moved on a bit. You know, I'm doing a job I enjoy. But mentally, I didn't really. And I was especially bad with money. As a 26-year-old man, I had zero in savings and zero plans for the future. Zero in my pension part. And one day, I decided that's all going to change. And I'll tell you about it now. First, I started on a site called Amazon Mechanical Turk, where you work for small amounts of money. And uh, after that, I was like... I decided that I wanted money to come to me. I didn't enough for working for money. I just want money to come to me. So I looked into passive income and passive income streams. And then now, a year and a half later, I've got three online stores with a total of 2,200-ish in sales at the point of speaking. So um, yeah, I've made a, a significant jump in progress there. And uh, hopefully, I'll be able to give you some tips about what I've done throughout this podcast. That's great. It's very different to mine, though. It I is. Think. Tell me about yourself, yeah. Callum. I feel like yours might be a more relatable insight for a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Do you think? I think so. Well, I, think well so. I mean, I think mine, I was essentially exactly what you are probably told to do. <laughs> uh, straight from school, into college, from college, into university, out of university, and into debt, <laughs> essentially. Classic story. Classic story. So... You know, I, I worked really, really hard, like we both did at school, yeah. really getting those GCSEs, those all-important GCSEs. I went to study uh, music tech at a, very, well, at a local um, college, arguably probably not a good choice because it didn't really give me much scope for anything else. But it certainly got me into university to study that and graduated in 2011. And then that was it. It was like, right, you've done this, now away you go. Now, a lot of people told me it was really hard to get into a freelancing freelancing job, which it is. And it was literally straight out the door and that was it. I had no job, no real experience in industry because I didn't really get offered any. 
uh, and I essentially had to go on housing benefit and use the job centre to try and find jobs. So I worked in loads of different places like Halfords. I worked there for about three years. Mm. I then ended up working in a bingo hall, calling calling the numbers and <laughs> giving people their change and things for their games. And it was it was kind of like, right, well, this is this is not good. I'd love to sort of go into the music industry and things like that. But it just at that time it wasn't going to happen. So I utilised the job centre and ended up getting um, getting a course to what's called a petals course that basically gave you the sort of initial groundings for a teaching qualification. And that was kind of at twenty one years old. That was an absolute blessing. Yeah, it set you on a path, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was really fortunate to sort of um, the the woman who was teaching me uh, saw must have seen something in me, and she gave me a call like three months after completing this course still working in Halfords and whatnot, and said, we want you to come back and uh, do some supportive work in, in classrooms and things like that, helping students with assignments, spelling, grammar, and all those kind of things. And that was that was amazing. So I started doing that. And then within 12 months, I'd completed another teaching course. And then probably the following January or something like that, I was teaching. I had a full-time teaching job. So I must have been 20, almost 22 and I was on twenty two, twenty three thousand pounds a year, which for someone out hey, of uni, it's not bad. Um, but that was a bit of a trap. Yeah, it was like a natural progression rather than a choice you made, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It just it it just happened. It was kind of like people say you don't know what's going to happen. That happened, um, and it was great at the time. It was fantastic. Colleagues, brilliant. You know, the workload is exactly what you hear, but it was great. Things have gone slightly in a different direction now <laughs> and I think it's because actually even though I worked that and I'm I consider myself to be good at that it's not what I have ever really wanted to do I'm with you and I'm it's starting to sort of well over the last year or so it started to sort of burn a hole in me a little bit yeah and getting agitated and angry and waking up in the morning and not wanting to go to work and who wants that do you want that? I, I don't you know. want that, man. So, yeah, it's time for a bit of a fresh perspective, isn't it? It is, and especially today of all days, because, well, today is the 11th of February. I turned uh, 30 yesterday. Hooray! Yeah, big 3 I know, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, how I felt about it the day before, I was like, oh, no, no. But yesterday, I actually felt quite good, quite liberating, because I was like, right, it's a new decade for everybody. Mm. It's my third decade, and it's literally just started. And... For the last year or so, I've been like, right, what do I actually want to do? Mm. And that's been quite nice. So like what you just said about it being a year and a half of um, sort of teaching yourself about passive income and looking at those passive income streams. Yeah. Mine's been very different. So I looked back at my sort of university days and thought, I still want to get back into this sort of field. But I've taken more of a media approach as opposed to just music. Mm-hmm. So actually focusing around um, well video editing and getting into sort of like videography really and cinematography and doing sort of social media stuff for people. Um, and a year later, just like you really, I've built my own website. I've gone and invested in gear, like every single penny and gone, gone out there and done loads of voluntary free stuff. Yeah, the ball is very much rolling for you now, isn't it, Carl? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think so. Um, it's very different and I'm having to do it on top of a full-time job, which is a challenge. Yeah, that's the struggle, isn't it? It is, absolutely. But that's what this is about. One of the things that I want to certainly talk about is being in a full-time job, that full-time job not being what you want, but how you can get out of it and the things that I've done and the, the sort of strategies that I've put in place in order to 
make progress in what I actually want to do. Yeah, I'm with you. I just want to be able to do voluntary work, do pursue my own hobbies and interests and still get paid to do it. And if I did have enough passive income to not have to work, it, it doesn't mean I'd just sit and retire. I wouldn't just sit in my bomb or whatever. I'd still be a very active person, but it'd be nice to have that freedom to truly do whatever I want. If I want a day off to do this, yeah, I'm going to do it. If I've got an event coming up that I want to do, I, I can go. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine that freedom, Colin? You know, to be able to say yes to everything you want to do. Yeah, I can imagine it. I find <laughs> it find it quite hard to get there. I'm but, still a way away from that yet, but I'm working towards it slowly. But I think what's really interesting about it, especially what you're doing, that you gave me quite a few books to read. I did. I'm very much interested in the philosophy of what is essentially personal development. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that later. But continue, Callum, go on. Yeah, like you, get, like you gave me books to read when I started telling you about how, I know, work wasn't for me it wasn't ticking any boxes mm. uh, and started getting into this you were very supportive and you started giving me some of these these books and one of them was a financial independence book basically wasn't it it's which like, book was it which book uh, yeah, rich dad poor dad what a book yes yeah, you really like it i really liked it as well i really really enjoyed it but it was at the wrong time yeah i'm with you that can now happen. yeah because i i like i have literally just gotten out of debt over the last couple of couple of what months maybe mm. and wasn't a lot of debt granted I know people that are in way worse position but the field that I want to go in is kind of quite financially um overbearing I would say like yeah, equip- lots of expensive gear and that expensive it? gear expensive equipment so whilst that that was really interesting I need this equipment you know like it's essential mm. and most of the things that have been that I've sort of invested in have been to support that and I think I would like to get to a point where I've got those things so that I can start looking at doing some of this financial freedom stuff and start looking yeah, at Because yeah, I'm man. super interested in it. Mm. And I do think it's um, a really valuable, it's a valuable asset and a, a valuable sort of bucket of knowledge. I think so too. I think it's important. But it's one of those things that, I, you know, just really isn't on the radar for me right now. When you were talking earlier, Callum, about how you you followed your path through music tech and into teaching and you sort of didn't decide properly, you know, you didn't decide you wanted to do that. It just sort of happened. Um, I find it interesting and kind of scary how you have to make these life decisions at such a young age. You know what I mean? Like you you said like, oh, what do you want to do? And you're like 16 years old and you're like, uh, like when I was 16, I had to pick what subjects to do for my GCSEs. I picked all the lessons in which a single girl that I fancied was in. Wow. I didn't think, oh, um, I'm interested in this in my, for my later life. I thought, this fit girl is in this class, and that is why I'm going to this class. <laughs> Do you know what really? I mean? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, it's true. That is 100% true. So the wow. three things I picked were graphic design, French and then extra biology and the same girl was in all three classes and do you know what Callum and uh, I never really spoke to her even the entire time so it was a waste it's a waste we're not married Uh, no but she's she's had a baby recently so I'm sure she's very happy yeah yeah that's wonderful (laughs) but yeah like it's it's a a lot of people including myself included never really have made specific life decisions about where they want to go and that is what we want to talk about here. We've decided where we want to go and we're working towards it. And maybe by listening to us talking about it, it'll inspire you. Like, 
sometimes it just takes the spark to ignite the fire. Yeah. You know? Like like Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, yeah. Reading that book, even though it's not useful, can still get you going, you know, put you on the path. It did. It def that definitely put me that definitely put me on the path. Callum, why is the podcast called The Riot Ladder Podcast? I've always wanted to know. Right, okay, so it goes back to how I felt, you know, 29 years old and not wanting to do my job anymore and wanting to actually pursue things that I'm passionate about that uh-huh. I really, I'm really interested in. Um, and like I said, one of those is TV. And my all-time favourite sitcom, would you say it's a sitcom? The Office, The American Office. Would you say it's a sitcom? sitcom. Yeah, Yeah. if Friends is a sitcom, then The Office is a sitcom. Yeah, okay. So, The American Office is my absolute favourite. It's my baby. You know, I can quote many things. I forget them from time to time, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely love it. Um, And I actually watched that before the original Office, so the UK one, the Ricky Gervais version. Um, But there was a quote from one of the characters in that, uh, Tim, Tim Canterbury. Oh, yeah, classic Uh, Tim. What's it, Martin Freeman. Um, and he goes through point in his career at that company where he's not happy either. And he says, it's better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than halfway up one you don't. And I thought that's quite poignant. That is wisdom. That it, is high wisdom for the office. You it know is, I mean? absolutely. I mean, I don't for a minute think that that was written by Ricky Gervais. I mean, it could have mm-hmm. been. But like, if you go on the internet, you know, the people that are quoted saying it, you've got Stephen Kellogg, which comes up a lot. So it's probably Stephen Kellogg. Maybe I should look into <laughs> who Stephen Kellogg is. But to see that or have a character written around this idea of not enjoying where he is, wanting to change his life, I think he wants to go back to university. It was quite, yeah, definitely poignant. poignant. Yeah. Definitely poignant. And I thought, do you know what? That's quite nice for the name of a company, you know. Sometimes something will stand out to you. Normally it wouldn't, but at the right time, at the right place, something will just have that like ding, you know, Absolutely. you're like, aha. And that's what it was. Absolutely. So, so now we know the origin of Right yeah. Ladder Podcast. So what is your 2020 goal, Callum? And you're saying it recorded, and if you record it, it means you've got to do it. So what is your 20, What is your 2020 goal? My 2020 goal is to, by like a super specific... The 29th of September, 2020, Yeah, I want to have gone part-time in my job. Okay. So not not completely getting rid of it, because I feel I, need, I still need some strong, steady income, um, but certainly to have gone part-time, three days a week, so that I can um, focus four days a week on this passion and that, and, you know, and actually turn what I'm doing now into a freelancing business or give me time to actually get into um, some other thing like a production house or start working mm. in the industry, either freelance or with a company. I'm with you. I think that is definitely achievable. And also, setting a specific goal is very important because if you don't set a specific goal, you can't measure your level of success. So um, the, all the wise men and women have said... In all these self-help books or personal development books, one of the things it's always advised to do is to set a specific goal. So well done there, Callum. You've done a good job. Thank you. And uh, you've already made some good steps into achieving that, haven't you? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Like you've just said, sort of putting that goal in place and it even being that specific with a date on it and everything um, is really, really important. 
Now, I'm going to read a, a short quote from a book I've been reading recently. The book is called The 48 Laws of Power, and it's by a man called Robert Greene, I think. And uh, it's, it, it was, it's a bit of a controversial book as it's amoral. It doesn't try and tell you what is the right and wrong thing to do. Mm. Um, but and, and some people condemn that, but I feel like, you know, a knife can be used to cut a cake or it can be used to stab people. And by giving you these principles, even though they could be used in a negative way, as long as you're responsible enough to use them in a positive way, then, you know, it's all good. And, uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to read this quote. It kind of ref- it, it kind of relates to what you were saying about setting a specific goal, Callum. Yeah. And this is law number 28. And the law is enter action with boldness. If you are unsure of a course of action, do not attempt it. Your doubts and hesitations will infect your execution. Timidity is dangerous. Better to enter with boldness. Any mistakes you commit through audacity are easily corrected with more audacity. Everyone admires the bold. No one honors the timid. So you, you, from that, you can hear the tone. No one honors the timid. It's not something you can usually say in 2020. No, you, you know what I mean? No, no. But, but the... The, uh, the meaning is there, and basically what it's saying is, if you're going to do something, if you have something you want, do it, you know? Set your goal. If you're unsure of it, don't do it, but as soon as you are sure, do it. Go ahead and do it and be bold in it. And if you make a mistake, just keep going, you know? Mistakes are all part of the process. 100% agree with you. Now, when I started this whole sort of like, what am I going to do? Where am I going? I started thinking back to my uni days. I thought, it's impossible. I've just, I can't use... I've lost eight years of time, nine years of, you know, focusing on something else. I'm never going to be able to do it. But you've just got to start, haven't you? Yeah, To start at the first step. A, an old Tibetan monk who um, was writing the, the writings of Buddha, which had over 3,000 pages, I believe. Um, he, he'd already rewritten it once and he decided he was going to do it again. And it was all by hand and stuff. The guy said, how, how have you done it? And he said... One page at a time. Yeah. That's what you've got to do, man. One page at a time. Set your goal and then get working. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like, you know, despite feeling like I couldn't do it, there was, I was still sort of investing time and things into uh, watching YouTube videos and reading about sort of the industry and where to start and all those kind of things. But I was still quite sort of timid about the whole thing. Mm. But they all had the same message and that was just do it. Um, and I know yours has kind of got that uh, kind of a, like a different approach to sort of telling people pretty much the same thing. But the first photograph you're going to take is going to be rubbish. Mm. The first video you make is going to be rubbish. The first book you write is going to be rubbish. Yeah, the my, first anything. My first designs that I uploaded, my first, I think it was 22 designs um, of T-shirts, which I was trying to sell, never sold and have still never sold you know, and, and I didn't allow that to dissuade or discourage me. Or I tried not to. It did a little bit, but yeah. I kept on going, you It know? does. It does. I mean, like, we, we've literally today watched the first bit of uh, sort of video footage that I put together for you. It's like yeah, that's 30 right. 30 seconds. Mm. And I literally just threw myself in the deep end and did that. And we've just watched it. And I can't believe how poor it is in the grand scheme <laughs> of things. But do you know what? If I hadn't have done that and all the time and effort I spent, I wouldn't have been able to do the other work that I've done for for where you work and how much experience that's given me and how many mistakes it's allowed me to make. And I am just way, way better now. I mean, I'm still a beginner, but I'm still way better than what I was eight months ago. Yeah, And I feel good for that. And if you'd never 
entered, you know, entered action with boldness and taking that first step towards it, even though you thought, oh, I've never done this before. Oh, it's going to be difficult. Oh, they might not this, you know, all your worries. Yeah. Um, you, you decided to do it anyway. And from that first step, you, you know, you can look back and say, wow, I've come on. Absolutely. So that's what you can take away with you for the day. Enter your action with boldness. Do not let timidity damage your course of action. You need to be bold and do it. But at the same time, that doesn't mean do things recklessly. You know, plan it, set your goal, and then take the first step. There's no other way. No other way. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a big step. I mean, I would be a strong advocate of baby steps. (laughs) Mine are literally baby steps. See, I I like a good big step. I like a gamble. I like the risk. I'm just that sort of guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I say I do those too. I'm definitely doing those with jobs, like going out there and reaching out to companies and things like that. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, straight out of university, fresh, little 21-year-old, going up to a big company or an independent company and thinking, yes, they might respond to me, would never have happened. I'm with you. But I do believe that I can do that now because of what I've been doing for the last 10 years, standing up in front of people and teaching them and liaising with people and communicating in a very, very formal setting has allowed me to become that person. So that's it, really, for the first first Riot Ladder podcast. I suppose it's been a, it's, it's been quite an experience. It's been an experience, isn't it? Yeah, for my first podcast, it's been great, and I'm sure there's you know uh, we're definitely going to learn from it. I'm sat here now, I'm thinking, what can we do better? But that's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. I agree. Sat here in my living room with the microphone on a pile of what eleven books. Yep, all uh, all pretty interesting books right there, <laughs> Sam. If I'm honest, maybe we'll talk about that another time. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's been good. It's been a good little taster, hopefully, of what's to come, and the people listening will be able to monitor our personal progress. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, it'll things will become more refined over time. Yeah, I think I hope so. Yeah, I, hope I so. do. The I first do. episode, it's always like a bit of a pilot, you know. Yeah, who's li- who, who's going to listen to this? But it'll be good. Yeah, good. I think so too. So if you've liked this uh, podcast, um, we have got an email, and that is rlpodcast at rightladderproductions.com. So I'll say that again, like they do on the TV and everywhere else. <laughs> That's rlpodcast at rightladderproductions.com. If you want to send us any comments, uh, praises, hate, you know, not hate mail, please don't send us hate you mail. Can send a little bit of hate send mail. Send a little bit of hate mail. But any, even if you wanted to send us a bit of advice, you know, on what we could do to improve or if there's any books you've read or any sort of, even if it's like influencers that you like that do something similar, I'm more than happy to sort of get involved with that and hear the, hear those things, read those things. Yeah, see what maybe all we'll about. Read, read it out. Maybe you'll be famous. Yeah, send us an email. Yeah, right, we'll see you later. Thank you very much. Right, that's it. See you later, Callum. See you later, Sam. And until next time.